1: I've got a little something for you ladies and gentlemen Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show Sponsored by Bet365 My name is Marcus Speller, Luke Moore's here Is it Barry Grintle? Jim Campbell's here <laughs> Hello Pete Dalton's here Hello Marcus Barry isn't sadly
2: Yes, Mar- mm. Marcus. I'm having trouble with my um, iPad um, playout system that plays the jingles and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not request. It's it's not responding to my touch, and I think this is the day I realise that I've become. Subhuman. Yeah, <laughs> you've been the capacitive touch doesn't work. <laughs> like my fingers aren't kind of you know they're not transmitting electricity.
0: Well, did you burn them off for any reason? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. something you might do. That's or, right. Or yeah, we've all just be we, safe.
3: We've long known that Peter's uh, part internet. Yeah, maybe he's gone the full hog, the yeah. whole hog, and now you just got to think about the jingle and it will play. I've become part of the matrix. Let me have a think.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Wow, wow. managed it. Despite oh. that, I think it's time you swallowed your pride and went to see your GP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Again, you are not Fine. the singularity. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Mr. Dawson. welcome back.
1: Well done, Petey. Well done indeed. Mm. Uh, oh, hello. England this week. Got another non defeat, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> I think. I think the
3: technical term is they shared a win. I <laughs> will be sharing lots more wins in the summer. That's yeah. right. That's
1: <laughs> right. Yes, of course, we have had a bit of international football this week, and we're going to talk about it, it All before we talk about the Premier League, which is just round the corner. Some of you will be pleased because there are non-believers in this parish, it All. Yeah, and we
3: don't. I mean, we will weed them out.
1: Yeah, we, we'll, ahead uh, of the big yeah.
3: summer
2: kickoff. I, I have been listening to a lot of shows about um, uh, Johnstown Massacre. And Marcus's fanaticism for the England team and the Sven thing, yeah.
3: there's a lot of similarities. That's all I'm saying. I'm with him. I'm, I'm the guy next to him who's even worse than the main guy. I he's enjoy cowardly. his flavour
1: aid. Gonna, Luke, I was going to say, Luke's mixing up the flavour right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> can I,
3: what we should do, at some point we should do a live theatre show where we set a test about international football before mm. people can buy a ticket mm-hmm. and then we have like a proper international football lovers live theatre show because I'll tell you something now. You can bet your bottom dollar... When we get to the World Cup coming around, people are going to come up in the pub and go, oh, I love the World Cup.
0: Where were you? Where were you
3: in Lithuania?
2: Where were
0: you at the Phil Jonestown massacre?
2: (laughs) 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 Do you know that um, uh, Jim Jones, or Jimba Jones, as he was once known, uh used to sell monkeys door to door. Marcus, can you what stop a job, doing door. this? What a job. Yeah, I want selling more. monkeys. Do you want a monkey? F-
1: yes, of course mm. I do. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Football Ramble preview. How I many have you got in the van? We've just had a little break. <laughs> um, England did look a little sloppy in defence. John Stone's Ooh. more... Uh, mm. John Stone's no, a monkey
0: trying to escape a van. Pete, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not... Uh, he, he didn't
2: have the best of uh, first half. He looked so like he... a
0: monkey trying to escape a
3: van up against Mobily <laughs> for a bit. Yeah, yeah
0: he, he can create issues where there are none. That's my concern with Stones. I'm I'm, I'm fairly certain it's not Pep Guardiola coaching him to do that. And
3: Jim, it's quite funny because the way you've put that is in a certain situation that sounds like it could be a good thing mm. what's good what's good about your game I can create issues where there were previously none that sounds quite good yeah <laughs>
1: the creator <laughs> I like a no, like creative center. defender is that, is that issues for the opposition defence yeah mm. <laughs> no it's not it's for yeah. our own defence I'm all for England trying to play out of the back we were very excited during the Netherlands game yeah. and we all oh there might be the odd mistake but with Stones doing that I thought no that, that's you are not got much pressure on you get rid of it <laughs> yeah. get rid doesn't always mean hoof it get rid means play a short pass to a free man who's yeah there.
3: with South, South Southgate's been quite interesting on this, I think. He's, he's made it very clear that he's going to stick with Stones. And we, and we imagine Stones, And I think he should do. I fine, think Stones fine. Is... And we imagine Stones will start the first game... And Stones will stick
1: with him. Yeah.
3: Well, he's got no choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's also said... Of, of, he's told Stones in the past mm-hmm. that he can be that defender who just clears it. Hmm. He needs to... And I think he's sort of implying that as he gets a bit older, he'll learn when to do which of those options. But the thing is... I know we're sat here and we're all a lot older than John Stones, but he is 23 now, mm-hmm. and it, it, which isn't ridiculously young for a defender. If you if you look at, it might be an unhelpful comparison, but if you look at one of the best young defenders in the world, uh, the likes of Ajax, who's, mm-hmm. who's playing for Holland as well, I think he's 18. And he and he's not making those types of mistakes as often as Stones does in mm. terms of decision making. So we have to be a little bit careful of, of making excuses for, Sto- for Stones forever. Yeah, the same way we'd be saying, "I'll show the a prospect" when he was like, <laughs> old. No. And, be-
2: and bearing in mind that, like Pep Guardiola was a defensive midfielder, and Garasaka was a defender, so it's like you sort of go, they've got enough people around him to sort of teach him. Yeah, don't do that again. Yeah, yeah. don't do
3: that again, you and, idiot. And that's the curious thing about um, football coaching is that. Um, if it's a if it's an individual error, you can't really blame the management for that. No. You, you train them as much as you can, you coach them as much as you can to make the right decision. If they if they make an individual error like that, which of course against Italy wasn't punished, but might well be punished in a future game, um, I'm not sure the coaching can really can really bear any brunt of that. They've just got to make a decision about how many errors is too many errors.
0: Yeah, well, Guardiola says about Stones, didn't he? He said, I love this player. I love his mistakes. I love everything. And also, I guess if you look at the way Stones would have been coached throughout his career, you know, he wouldn't have been taught to, to be doing this sort of stuff at Everton, whereas Guardiola is bringing that whole kind of playing, playing it out from the back thing to him. So, though he is 23 and does have quite a few, you know, games under his belt, He's still learning a fairly new thing. And yeah. I, I suppose Southgate has said he is trying to bring that to England, trying to bring what the players are doing at their clubs in. So it's, it's, it's as you say, though, it's how many mistakes is enough. Where Southgate is obviously is deciding Stones is going to be his main man at the heart of the yeah, defence. And I, as you guys said, I, I think I, that's I, correct. I, but this is something we might just have to suck up.
3: In case I, 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 lo- I okay, so I've got the wrong end of the stick, I like him. I think he should play for England. I think he should start. I'm just pointing out that he's got 24-odd caps now, and that's a few.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I agree. Yeah, but I, I, yeah I wouldn't. Uh, if he does that in the tournament, fine. I wouldn't be too harsh just yet. Um, but yes, there are there are little ricks in his game with regards to getting caught in possession in front of his own goal. I wonder though, with England starting a little bit sloppy, and then they went one nil up, and then they 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 played quite well. Probably should have had a second if a final pass would have been maybe a little bit more accurate. And then the game sort of petered out. Possibly as a penalty as well yeah indeed uh, well and there was one of course mm. at the other end yeah. uh, but i uh, i wonder with england it, it was the type of performance with those sort of those that that sloppy nature and those sloppy um uh, uh, moments in the game that we didn't see so much in amsterdam and i just wonder with england is there something about playing at Wembley where they kind of just switch off a bit? Yeah. And I, I got a feeling of that. The crowd are very quiet. They're, they're kind of sat there. It's another England friendly. Yeah. Yes, it was better than some other recent England friendlies at, at Wembley. They've already qualified. They're playing a team. Yes, it's Italy, but they've not qualified. So Italy aren't massively up for it as they might well, be. We heard from
3: James team. yesterday that, um, that Italy are in a shambles as far as their own media and their own football following public mm-hmm. are concerned. Um, I, was just, I know you were at the game, so I wanted to ask you how it was. From the stadium, but just quickly before I yep. do that. From Club Affair. Yeah, were you, were you with um, Old o- o- Zizu again? Or? No, no, there <laughs> was,
1: I was a bit disappointed. I thought I was going to get a meal beforehand, yeah, but no. Yeah. Did I had you to buy um, some food outside out of the Did
0: you go out for the second half?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I had to, but, Jim. There was nowhere to go.
3: But just before we get into what the game was like in the stadium, it's interesting because my interpretation of what you're talking about there with the mistakes and, and whether they're up for it, mine was almost if this is a side effect of Southgate making them so relaxed and making that shirt a little bit less heavy... And, and letting them express themselves and follow a system and, and finally shaking off this, this baggage that comes along with playing for England then to be honest I'll, I'll accept a mistake or two because it shows they're relaxed I, I'm hoping I, I don't want I to be so far the yeah. other way they make so many I mistakes
2: think, they're scared I think we're genuinely forgetting how sloppy and sluggish England teams have been in the past even yeah. when, we had, even when <laughs> nah. we had Beckham and Gerrard and Lampard they were dropping passes left right and centre Wayne Rooney would lose the ball every five minutes and then run off tear off back and, and, and tackle <laughs> and get a yellow card we were sloppy all the time hang on I thought that was a decent England performance yeah, okay, I thought we looked incisive I <laughs> thought we looked quick they couldn't deal we were the uh, better with, team. they couldn't deal with the turn and they couldn't deal with the pace of our, of our forward three Still. I thought that was a good performance
1: yeah. well wait, let's all just take a moment to appreciate Pete's positivity <laughs> yeah, about England <laughs> Are you, so okay? Let me, you had some bad news I'm, I'm going to interpret <laughs> uh-huh. what you just said there and, and, and it leads me to ask you this question so if I'm right in saying, how would you fit Rooney into this England yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about how, like all this stuff. I, I agree with you, Pete.
0: I think it's actually a sort of nice, refreshing Bit of perspective. Um, era uh, for England at the moment. Because I think when Roy Hodgson came in, what he did very cleverly was reduce expectations. And it felt like sort of the, the football going public in general were, were very ready for that. And yeah, his his reduction
1: that. of expectations, Jim, was... Uh, going out in the first round of a World Cup and competing by Iceland. There you go, Gareth. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> completely.
0: But the thing is, um, you know, we England have clamoured for a really sort of big, you know, successful, big-name manager for a long time. We end up with Gareth Southgate, who didn't want it. We all sort of, like, laughed and thought, oh, God, this has happened. We but, tried it with Capello. But, well, quite, but I mean... Is there an argument that Gareth Southgate is almost our Chris Coleman, and we're coming out of the sort of era of reduced expectations in, into a sort of quiet optimism? Now, no Chris one's Coleman expecting. N- no, yeah. Chris uh, Coleman going to student not. nights in uh, <laughs> yeah. Spain. He had a messed up washing machine. Yeah, I believe him. But I think you know, I think people are quietly optimistic, not expecting them to win anything of it, obviously. But like, I look at this England team and think we might actually enjoy this World Cup. Which I know after what you the mean. past decade. I know what you mean.
1: He's all I want at this point. So what you're saying is, so when England played, um, and I know we joke about Sven and so on, but and, and he got England to quarterfinals, but it was undoubtedly his time at England will always be looked at as a slight disappointment because with those players, they, they should have done more and trying to shoot home that those two in the centre of midfield, as we've yeah. all talked about. But when England played, for example, Trinidad and Tobago, I think it was, in uh, the 2006 World Cup, uh, England won the game 2-0 and it mm. took a while and it was a frustrating in performance and it was a relief when England yes. got the breakthrough. And what you're suggesting, Jim, and I, and I actually do follow uh, follow your thoughts on this, is when England do play Panama and Tunisia, for example, two games England should win there, we suggest we might actually enjoy those games.
0: Well, quite, yeah. I think they won't. Uh, it, it's not necessarily going to be a cautious safety first approach. It's mm-hmm. not going to be all out attack either. But what we've seen from from Southgate is he likes England on the front foot because he's got the belief that the players want the ball enough to be able to do that. And I think that's exactly you know if. if Panama 3-0. The four of us are going to be losing our minds. Mm. We're going to believe we can win
3: it. <laughs> I, I, do think, I do think that I, I agree with a lot of what's been said there. I, I would just add that...
1: The ho- <clears throat> it's the hope that kills you.
3: <laughs> I would just add that Ingen are 18-1 to with Bet365 to win the World Cup this summer. Oh. And uh, so £10 will return £190 including stake.
1: Um, and you're right, it will return £190, yeah, £190 including stake.
3: I, I, like, I like what he's doing with the team. I like, as I said before last week, I want them to play with a bit of pace and a bit of purpose and a bit of tempo because they've got pace in their team throughout their team. Um, That's and a good point. I want, them to, I want them to look like they're implementing a plan however flawed that plan may look in mm-hmm. retrospect after the tournament we should have done this we should have done that the reality is I trust Southgate to make the best of the team he's got and to work through a plan and we also have to mention someone that we haven't mentioned really at all in this build up uh, to the World Cup after these friendlies is uh, Steve Holland a very very well respected coach mm-hmm. you speak to any player who's worked under him or knows of him or works with him now they rate him And there was an interesting chat on the BBC with Andy Brassel, also of this parish, Mm -hmm. uh, this week. And he said, or one of them on there said, "Um, this smacks of Steve Holland. Gareth Southgate's taken uh, taken, um, the influence of when he played on the Venables and when he did this, that and the other. And he's got a, a, a format that he likes to play with. And Steve Holland is a brilliant coach. And if anyone can get the best out of the players that we've got in our squad, which aren't which isn't packed full of well beaters mm-hmm. and we could talk about the lack of a, a proper genuine correct midfielder which mm-hmm. is clearly an, an obvious omission uh, from the current squad but that's something we're probably going to have to deal with but if they play to their strengths and play to their potential they might surprise a couple of people and that really at this stage for a team who's, who's ranked about 15th in the world or whatever mm-hmm. is really all you can ask for I, I
1: agree I, I, I do like Southgate and I like what's going on here I think I said before and also there is something to be said that he has tournament experience with England, and he also has extreme personal disappointment yeah. with England. Of course, the penalty. <laughs> extreme personal disappointment. <laughs> so is everyone. Yeah. <laughs> that an energy drink? That should be a podcast <laughs> hosted by people. <laughs> I don't
3: think Gareth Southgate was any more disappointed than me at the time, just because he fucking did it. I was there as well.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, but you didn't get a Pizza Hut advert out of it. I though, didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of pizza. <laughs> I sure did.
3: In, in many ways, I'm a walking advert for the <laughs>
1: But with Southgate, though, I uh, I think some people think he's a bit flimsy, and and and. A bit of, could be a bit of a pushover. I don't agree with that at all. I think Southgate has taken decisions that other England managers haven't done and I think that he is very happy to go with what he thinks and not be too swayed by the media. And I think he's, he's a very calm uh, manager, a very calm approach. You know, the stupid questions he was being asked uh, about Russia and, and the political situation and all the rest of it, and he just battered it away. I think that's
3: a very important point, partly because I think he's intelligent, so he's yeah. able to deal with that. Yep. Secondly, he has made brave decisions. I mean, it would be the easiest thing in the world. We, we would have been... I mean, 10 years ago, look at the Cahill situation, which now isn't really a situation. He's not playing for Chelsea. He's not being picked for England. I feel like back in the day, he would have had about 15 to 20 more caps that he didn't deserve because no one would make a big decision. Southgate mm. looks like he's made that decision. And, and, and very quickly, anecdotal, and maybe not too much uh, to read into, but something I heard on the TV uh, when I was watching the game against Italy is because it was quiet in the stadium, as you said... Um, he had to bring on um, Jordan Henderson, or he chose to bring on Jordan Henderson, mm-hmm. and you could hear Southgate saying, "Jordan, Jordan, come on, mate, quick as you can, come on!" But like, he was actually—it was really surprising yeah. to hear Southgate do that. I, I sort of thought Southgate would be the sort of guy who would be quite gingerly uh, approaching that or maybe even ask yeah, a coach no, a I, I he was he straight is. in there but what was it like how was it perceived in the stadium itself
1: I can say that the, the most ga- the, encouraging the thing the
3: parts of the game you saw by the way because I know you were filling yeah, your yeah, face for a little bit that's just not true. True. And your, not true in your Adidas tracks
1: you yeah. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the most encouraging thing for me was that it took 79 whole minutes for, uh, for a Mexican wave to appear.
3: That's not bad. Yeah. 79 right. Might minutes. Might be a record.
1: I was going to say, I thought, blimey.
3: And it was you who started it, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, we've got to fill a quota at least, yeah. get it in. That is a tradition at uh, where so, we so, stayed So
3: are you guys, just, just very quickly, are you guys more positive yes. about the World Cup now than you were before these two games? Yeah. Very Absolutely. much so, yes. very Absolutely. much so. And okay. Raheem
1: Sterling, we've got to mention him. Playing in that role, I thought he was excellent. He, they, he, they were so scared, and when I say turn, I, I think
2: I wrote on WhatsApp turn and pace. I meant the turn that he does, yeah. and also the yeah. pace. Like he, he just he scares the crap out of yeah. teams. I also, especially no, teams as sluggish on, it? as Italy. Well, well, I,
0: I like <laughs> um, England's reactions for for Jamie Vardy's goal, the quick free kick, and yeah. um, that was really good. S- yeah, Sterling on, on on more than one occasion was basically absolutely hacked down, absolutely, yeah. hacked down, absolutely yep. like, clearly fouled, and just got up and carried on. Yeah. And I like that, and that. That threw Italy a little bit, and it, 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 he bought his own advantage there. Really. See, wow. Delhi, that's how it's done, <laughs> there. I, um, I
3: often, I often, talk on the show about how I'd like a player at the base of that midfield to, to pick up the ball in the half turn, drive at a player. Well, mm. it looks like Southgate solved that problem because he's playing one holding midfielder now behind a four, and uh, then a two or or three and a three or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's only really playing one out and out holding midfielder in these games. And the player who can pick the ball up on the half turn, as Pete rightly says, is Raheem Sterling. He's got to play just behind Kane in the first game if everyone's fit. And Vardy's got to be introduced from the bench. That's how I would do yeah. it. Right?
1: Lingard can also play on the half turn. I think Lingard and Oxlade uh, Chamberlain have been big pluses. Mm. And they've done themselves a world of good. They will go to the tournament. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, it's not even a case of will they be on that England jet? will there be in the starting 11 is the question. Yeah. Lingard now, plays like a 28-year-old. Like he's so I, I, comfortable. He's so I comfortable agree. with his own abilities.
3: Yeah, he is 25.
1: Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he
3: was about 23. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. No, but I, I, I take the point. He's,
1: he's playing with a, like a player who has played for England for many years. And, and so, Bering you know. and Man United are much maligned, aren't they? They are. But he's been <laughs> one of the, the, the more positive sparks uh, in, in that. I, and of and of that also, side.
3: Marcus, on that, on that, of those 10 outfield players that played against Italy, seven of them have got what you would call decent pace. Yes. Every mm-hmm. player except, um, I mean, the centre-backs, it doesn't really matter, but obviously it does in Walker's case and he's one yeah. of those seven that are quick. Stones, Dyer and Tarkowski, you wouldn't say, are necessarily quick. Mm-hmm. Stones isn't slow for a centre-back, by no. the way. But th- the rest of them, Young, Lingard, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Trippier, Sterling, Vardy and Walker. Fast. Yeah, yeah very, very e- e- Even, even, um, even 32-year-old Ashley Young, he's still really Well, I was quick. about to say uh, Ashley Bardi's Young. 31
1: as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I like Ashley Young, actually, in that in that wing-back position, and I think he plays it well. I think he can deliver a ball in. He's got great attacking credentials from his career as a winger and, and all that mm. kind of stuff. And
2: Ros know- hasn't played. Yeah. And, we, and, he, and he can switch anywhere. And we know yeah.
1: Young can defend well. I mean, the, the obvious recent example is that performance against Liverpool when he kept Mo Salah. Quiet, you know. Um, and, and, and with young as well, there was there were times my, my only slight frustration is the holding midfielder that England have in that system Eric Dyer is probably more suited because Jordan Henderson, I I do think needs someone there. Henderson to me should play in either the the role that Lingard or Oxlade Chamberlain was, were were playing. And I think Henderson as a holding midfielder on his own might be a bit tricky and against better opposition. I think we might struggle, but I don't think Southgate would set up necessarily like that against better opposition. I think uh, Dyer would probably be his first choice there. Um, and but, but Young had a lot of room out, out on the flank, and I remember the first half thinking, "Get it, get it out there, spread it quickly, spread it quickly." And nobody was doing it. Southgate obviously saw that. Second half, it was much better. Walker was getting the ball and pinging it straight out to Ashley Young, and it was providing. Uh, it was it was it was causing problematic at times for Italy, you know. Mm. So I, I think England looked really good. And 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 looking at the goalkeeper situation on the basis of distribution, Pickford's probably ahead of Butler now, isn't
3: he? Yeah, there's not yeah. much in it. Um, I'd be happy with either of them. Yeah. Um, I think he'll start with Pickford. Um, but. I, I, it's funny because we're getting seduced into this thing we always get seduced into ahead of a World Cup it's almost like these problems we talk about lack of a creative midfielder or an out and out creative midfielder mm-hmm. the center back problem the goalkeeping problem these things are slowly starting to be solved in the mm-hmm. best way they can be solved with the resources that England have so I, I, I feel the, comfortable about the goal. but in the, in, the, in the same
2: way that John Stones creates his own problems and problems for the team I think the media, and us included, we created the problems by going, oh, what co- keeper shall we go for? And, yeah. I, and, I, and I think I've um, stuck to my guns
1: in that keepers, by and large, you know. There's the, no point the, having
2: them. No point having them. Yeah. Have an extra no midfield. Buffon definitely
1: agrees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, just to finish on, on on England, I think that, I think before, Luke, something you, you touched upon there is we think, oh, which player can play that role? Because if we get that player right, and then they're... actually, no. Look at the system, yeah. look at the players. You're going to have, it is England, we're going to have little problems all over the pitch, but if we can play as a cohesive <laughs> unit where people know their jobs and can hunt in packs like we saw in Italy and all that kind of stuff, that will go some way. If your system yeah. is tight, it will hopefully take care of a, a few players. Yeah. You know, the parts are... What is it? The sum of the parts are greater than the the individual parts. What yeah, right. expression? You, you know, know what? I mean. Greater than the sum of <laughs> those little fires. You. Out. Yeah,
3: yeah and, and I think I think the options we have off, off the bench. I mean, we talked about pace. We haven't even mentioned Rashford. Uh, Rose is a nice option with pace as well. Um, who admittedly hasn't played an awful lot of football, but he will probably still go. And you've got the Lana to come in as well, and offer you something a bit different. And for yeah. a player who's been out of the game for for such a long time. Um, he looked quite short on the ball.
1: Lalana could well start for England. He's a lovely, kind of, if you know what I mean, 360 degree yeah. player. Players anyway, on positive, and positive and all, all that. Around, really. um, England's first opponents at uh, the World Cup at Tunisia, they beat Costa Rica 1 0 in a friendly. Sunderland player Wabi Kazri on loan at Rennes, of course, scored. He could have been sent off, sent off uh, after lashing out at Costa Rica's Kendall Watson, a classic Costa Rican name. And uh, Watson reckons that uh, Kasri could be wound up and said, "England will see what happened and they will try and take advantage of it." I love this. Yeah, <laughs> it's a shame Mind
0: games on England's behalf. It's for a no apparent reason. It's a shame
1: that Vardy and him would play at different ends of the pitch. I don't yeah. think Vardy would start anywhere. But Vardy is the man to wind up any opponent. Now the match was played in Nice, and after the full time whistle, hundreds of Tunisia fans ran on the pitch in celebration. I
3: love yeah. that.
1: Yeah. A, a friendly. You don't get that at no. do you? and for good reason Jim it's dangerous um, Kasri was loving it and was getting fans in, who remained in the stands to throw their phones at him so he could take selfies he'd then take a selfie and then lob the phone back into the crowd um, what trust high risk it, what yeah. trust I mean it's great
3: for anyone who saw the goal it was astonishingly inept defender <laughs> yeah. I mean we're talking we are saying. Do about fifteen minutes on John Stones's mistakes. I mean that from Costa Rica's point of view ahead of a World Cup was absolutely horrendous. Absolutely, brilliant. it was it was terrible. Um, but um, yeah, it was, it was funny to see Casbury uh, doing that. Stuff. I, yeah. I mean, the, the worry the worry I have about England trying to set out to target a particular player who's 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 sort of quite. Um, uh, Prone to to sort of outbursts. That's going to that's going to blow up in our faces.
1: I just play your game. If anyone's
3: going to get sent off for an altercation in in, in a knockout game in England or even a group game, it's going to be an England player.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, Before we go to correspondence, a little mention. It doesn't matter if it's international break. Mitrovic is still among the goals. Serbia beat Nigeria 2-0 at Barnet's Hive Stadium. Strange to see an international of of two decent sides with with very good players at a little stadium like that. Yeah. But uh, having but having a dig at it, the good good people yeah. done at Barnet. I yeah. said it was strange.
3: Yeah. What's strange about it?
1: You know. <laughs> uh, Will strange about Barnet Marcus. Mitrovic scored two
2: goals. Peter. He did score two goals. One was like right down the another He scores he's scoring goals for
0: fun but yeah.
3: like do you think that yeah, everything—it's almost like everything he touches goes into the net.
1: Not what you did at Newcastle <laughs> at all.
0: Is that because being at Newcastle was no fun?
1: No, yeah, maybe he not. needs the fun in this. He needs the freedom. I'd like to think that Mad Dog Martin Allen had something to do with this at Barnet Stadium. Mm, it's possible. Uh-huh. Um,
3: he certainly would claim it. Uh, Alexander Mitrovic is a hundred to one to be top scorer at the World Cup with Bet Three Sixty Five. look. 10 am pa- on the return thousand and ten pound, including stake, Should Mitro set fire to
1: everything? Uh, he's scoring lots fun. What's Serbia's group? Brazil, Costa Rica, and Switzerland. He, right, could right. he could get a hat trick against Costa Rica. He could
2: get a hat trick against Costa Rica and then another goal against Switzerland get in the second round. He might even score against the other team
1: <laughs> <laughs> against those boys <broils> from Brazil. <laughs> My goodness! All right then. Oh. Talking of scoring, let's go to Pete Donaldson because he's got some
2: correspondence. Oh, imagine if I'm watching Mitrovic, a non-Newcastle player out out on lawn scoring against Brazil in the <laughs> World Cup <laughs> <laughs> Face off oh dear. But
3: could get, I think they could get a fairly straightforward second round game if they qualify as well yeah. oh, it's worth it are, a- we,
2: are we going through the permutation it's, it's worth it are we piling on? on
3: if Germany slip up which isn't I mean Germany Germany win their group then Serbia will probably play them in the second round because right. you wouldn't imagine Serbia win their group mm. but if they don't they get Mexico Sweden or South Korea
2: Meat throws on, on fire. fire Your defence is terrified
3: Right, so we got an email from uh, Sam
2: A lot of uh, trustworthy Barrys came in Because you're talking about <laughs> how untrustworthy Barrys were oh, uh, Testing too much Barry, I know, yeah. Right, Barry Sam, says, Sam says I would uh, like to suggest Barry Scott From the Sillip Bang advert as a reliable Barry I'm sure Peter's used no. one of those um,
0: uh, At some point well, to clear a questionable yeah, stain. It's not a real bloke Barry Scott's not a real man, so by by default he's you can't a He's a figurehead for all Barry's. He's, he's a figurehead for all Barrys. Yeah, an actor. An actor.
2: Um George says, uh, "Hi, chaps. I would like to take issue with you saying that Gareth Barry is the most trustworthy of all Barrys on the show this week. No more than three months ago, a nice Spanish taxi driver <laughs> left him alone <laughs> for five minutes to grab a Big Mac, and the absolute dickhead stole the taxi. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's oh, lost, yeah. He's trustworthy lost, trust. my behind," says George, a very disgruntled <laughs> Albion fan. Uh, Christops Panic, uh, how could you all forget world famous Barry and forty-fourth President of the United States Barack Obama? Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> he's he follows SV uh, uh, Darmstadt nineteen uh, 19- on Twitter is that trustworthy I think so Barry Obama his real
3: real name is Barry Barry Kabama yeah you reckon yeah yeah? Yeah.
2: Uh, good news and also um, two trustworthy Barry's is from Tom Murray Uh, Barry Douglas uh, wing back for Wolves he's notched 12 assists and 4 goals this season and two my dad Barry is reasonably trustworthy and he ends the email with an interesting bit of information Mm. which makes me laugh because he's messed it right up Additional piece of interesting information: Former Corn and Wolves Polish winger uh, Slavomir uh, Pesko has kidneys. What? What? <laughs> this man has four kidneys. Does he? Really? And that's why he's interesting. Ah. Four kidneys. Four kidneys. It rarely happens. It's like a one in a million shot. Uh, and it apparently, uh, it's conditioned. It's it, it's it's caused by a glitch in the first trimester uh, when um, instead of splitting in half, it splits in four.
3: Is this is this an and advantage? You can, yeah. it, well,
2: well you, apparently. Um, People who have uh, duplex kidneys, they're called. Apparently, uh, it helps you drink... Really? Oh, I'd love oh, yeah. a <laughs> bit of that he should be donating them but if it's very rare to have them fully b- well that's, you can you can donate them if they're fully grown you can donate the
0: kidneys <laughs> so so yeah, so not, it, have it, a couple of kidneys it's twice the sort of surface area of general kidney it's not just four small ones rather than two I, big ones
2: no I think it's four small I think it's four regular sized kidneys
0: Cool. So you, there's enough room to mess around in there well if he was so sounds like a two Ronnie sketch if this Barry was so trustworthy wouldn't he be donating two of them yeah, yeah maybe also, if
3: he donates them should you be great for because I mean he's got two extra anyway So he's, he's <laughs> only doing what he should be doing
1: <laughs> emphatically you should be grateful right. if anyone's giving Call, you an organ donate or sell sell them us sell a Dr. Donaldson them. there's enough room to mess around in Is there
3: there's enough room to mess around <laughs> in four in candles <laughs> <there>. four kidneys <laughs> oh,
2: yeah I was going to say something foul carry on yeah. there we yeah, are if you want to get involved short at thefootballrambler.com no, make a pie out of them <laughs> 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 can <laughs> at uh, your percenter can't you
1: barry uh, pie yeah A barry pie steak <laughs> and barry no barry and kidney pie there we are ladies and gentlemen we're going to go to the premier league after this
0: millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most
2: people are the easy button right For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home,
1: Boss said that's a new devil is arriving. <laughs> that's the best
3: take yeah. <laughs> of all the shooting. <laughs> yeah. That's the best take. Yeah. Right, do you want to go again? no I'm alright. Paul, right, Paul Stretford said you've got 10 minutes with him.
1: That's it. Yeah, alright, all right, all how all many takes can list.
3: we do? Just the one? Alright, we'll have to use
2: it. Look, just uh, in
1: a word, is Paul Stretford a good bloke?
3: <laughs> the boss has said a new devil <laughs> is arriving.
2: A devil is arriving. You do, Jim. They're amazing. The boss has said a new devil is arriving. <laughs> Is it arriving or coming? Arriving. Is it arriving? Arriving? Let's arriving. Have it. It's just a weird word to use. Let's have it again. <laughs> uh, I can't know what button. Uh,
1: not that. Guys, long. we have a problem. The boss said that a new devil is arriving.
2: Arriving! <laughs> Would Wayne Rooney say arriving?
1: <laughs> There's a new bloke arriving. I like it's yeah. just no, ende- I, th- I think it's endearing. He it very good on Monday Night Football and that is a, that is not an easy gig. No. no okay, how would you apparently. know? <laughs> yeah, well, he told me.
3: Yeah. He wipes down the iPad. Pete, Pete was going to do it, but uh, yeah. Chris Finch got in there. <laughs>
1: Right, ladies and gentlemen, our Acast Plus special for this month of March will be out very, very soon. Um, And uh, for all our Acast Plus subscribers, I thoroughly recommend we talk about Blackburn Rovers winning the Premiership, the craze of the transfer window, and that time Carlos Tevez got Neil Warnock Sheffield United relegated.
3: And they were all requested by Acast Plus subscribers and listeners Mm. who get to choose their very own. uh, Well, they get to produce their very own show, deciding what we talk about. To get access to that. Download the Acast app and subscribe to Acast+. Plus. It's just $1.99 a month, and you get that special every month, different obviously every month, and you also get ad-free rambles for every single ramble. Acast Plus is on the Acast app. Super. Mm.
2: Super. If, if people are coming up with suggestions um, for the shows and they're basically
1: producing the show...
3: Can they edit the show?
1: <laughs> yeah. Can I
3: farm that one out as, as well? a bonus? You get to do all of our work. Yeah. <laughs> and you get
1: to press Pete's buttons, yep. so to speak. Uh, oh, uh, mentioning uh, Carlos Tevez there in Sheffield United because they were managed by Stephen mm. Warnock. Those two have been in the news recently. Mm. Uh, Carlos Tevez has apparently picked up an injury playing football while visiting his brother in the slammer. We yeah. cross now
3: to our Carlos Tevez correspondent, Jim Campbell, <laughs>
1: oh,
0: for more. Yeah, just classic, isn't it? Absolutely classic of the man. Um, he lied about <laughs> it initially to Boca Juniors. don't know if you you missed that. No, I uh, didn't yeah, see he, that. He, he lied and he claimed something else had happened. I don't know how the, how the truth came out. But I, I just, yeah, lied to me. Should, <laughs> he should do his rehab in the prison jail. But, you know, do, but Jim,
3: do, do you not, is there not a, a sort of shred of admiration for a player... Yeah. Who's really well paid, missing playing for his team because he picked up a knock in a maximum security jail.
0: I mean, it's, a, it's, it's an impressive thing to put yourself yeah. into, though, isn't it? But it's better than dropping like a bottle of archery on your foot or something like that. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> but at the same time, it still it shows utter, like, f- like, contemptible disregard for your employers. You know, well, I, that, 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 that Bocca Junior's paying him to do a job and he's just, just come over and Yeah, I'll, I'll start playing football in prison.
1: I find it quite interesting that Tevez's brother, and obviously. Have some kind of relationship because he's going to visit him inside, and uh, he, his brother's inside for quite a long time.
0: I, I bet his brother's like up at the warden all the time, going, <laughs> "I just want to move to another jail.
1: I'm not playing for this thing. You got to get me to another jail." <laughs> well, without knowing any of the story, so I approached this with caution. His brother's in there. I think it was an attempted robbery of um, an robbery. I think or, it was, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, so obviously a serious offence. But I, again. Approach it with caution. You know, Carlos Tevez was on about quarter of a million pounds a week at Manchester City, and then he earned about six hundred and fifty grand in China. And I thought, if you're short of a few bob, can you not ask your brother for something? Do you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, it's true, it's mm. true. But then, easier said than done, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, mm. quite. Next but thing yeah, you know, there you... has to be more to that story.
3: Next yeah. thing you know, you're out of, out of the game at the weekend because you picked up a knock in prison.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. all need a
1: hustle, I suppose. Yeah. What a, what a model pro. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Speaking of model pros,
1: ah, I'm Paul, looking forward to this one. Paul pesci Salido, Your he, man. He told a story about Neil Warnock which surfaced this week.
3: And we cross live to our Paul Pesci-Solido. Lookalike Marcus a man. Per- yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, old Paul, he said, uh, when they were both at Sheffield United, Warnock took the players on a team bonding weekend to Scarborough, as you do. Yeah, glamorous. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. And, yeah, and Pesky's leader said that they went ten pin bowling, and Warnock convinced everyone to put ten pound in the pot with the winner taking all. You can imagine Warnock trying to get a bit of team spirit. Come on, come Let's on. Guys. A,
3: we'll just have a tenner on
1: He'll it. Tenner's in
3: pot. <laughs> tenner's in tennis pot. Tenner's <laughs> into pot, and I'll get some pints of mild as well. Yeah, and we'll have a lovely time at the bowling. Yeah, winner takes all.
1: Right. I love bowling, do I? Don't like scratchings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, who's
3: put tenner in the fruity then? <laughs>
1: <laughs> then as Pesky Salido then went on to say we, we all agreed for some fun then Warnock pulled out his own bowling shoes and custom ball shot 250 and took all our money <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like to think it was one of those um, resin best balls with a, with a rose in the middle with
0: yeah. his name on it like yeah. a yeah. kingpin Colin yeah. Wanker on it Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that is absolutely
3: superb Colin Strike Wanker <laughs>
1: All right, lads. you never never getting a bowling match with me. Take all your money. I've made 150 quid here. <laughs> Who wants a pint? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah,
1: yeah. His own shoes. Right, lads. Should we begin now?
0: Well, I love that he's telegraphing that he's mugging them off as well, and then going through with it. That's the. It's like a Paul Newman-esque hustle. Yeah, yeah. it's massive. Inspirational. The same sort of hustle that Karen Brady did later
2: on. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, football, I said moments earlier, we
1: all need a hustle, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> and the football roundabout seems to be ours, right, ladies and gentlemen? As promised, let's go to the Premier League. Club football is back, sadly, um, <laughs> but we've, we've got to get through it mm. until the summer. Of course, Chelsea hosts Spurs this week, and it's fifth versus fourth. It's a big one. Chelsea need a win to keep their top four hopes alive. Whereas if Spurs win, they'll be eight points above those Blues. Oh, it's it's a big one, Jim. You can't deny.
0: No. I'd,
2: I'd be a fool to deny that. Everyone's <laughs> um, everyone's skin, I reckon, is going to be uh, wonderfully smooth because everyone will have been on their flights and they will have been in upper class. So they will have rubbed themselves with the really posh um, uh, grease that they give you on posh flights. I've never been on upper class grease. No, but they give you like a bags of toiletries, don't they? Moisturisers and, and, and things like that. So, pens, so all, uh, the football, all the football's going to come up and are going to smell lovely. Pete so spends
3: playing. most of the Luke and Pete show um, trying to get people who work for BA mm. to give it, get him on the Friends of Family. As right. so <laughs> it works. As it works. As it works. It not that very clear. No, and the problem with it, Mark, has been talking about <laughs> yeah. upper class, is because Pete used to be on Friends of Family with his friend from BA. Oh, yeah. So, he's had a taste of the biscuit.
1: Yeah. And now it's business business been taken away. Taste of the biscuits. grease. You five, you struck me as a man who flies first class, Pete. Can you imagine that? Because you smell beautiful and your skin is so. Move, that's always a dead giveaway, isn't it? Um, yes, anyway, it what are the odds for this game? <laughs> <laughs> well, was, well, what are the odds for me, travelling business classic? Well, Spurs have won five out of their last six and haven't lost in the league since the 16th of December, which was against mm. Manchester City. It's a huge gap, whereas yeah. Chelsea have lost four out of the last six in the league. Spurs mm. have also never won at Stamford Bridge in the Premier League. I was about to say, the, it it record,
3: the record at Stamford Bridge is very, very poor. And, and, and you would argue at this point that Spurs are, you know, on, on form, as Marcus has just pointed out, are a better team than Chelsea. Um, it, it's always interesting to see how this um, this international break has affected teams at the top end because they have a lot of players going away and doing lots of bits and pieces. Uh, it's a Sunday afternoon game, so I'm sure it'll be... I think it's a four o'clock game, so it'll be good. Um, Spurs to beat Chelsea on Sunday is 21-10 uh, to 10 with bet 365. So £10 return, £31 including stake uh, should Tottenham win. It's, it's a real conundrum. It, Spurs yeah. are probably a better team in better form, but their record at uh, Stamford Bridge is poor. And, and it's one of those... It feels to me one of those games where Chelsea always find a way. I and didn't Chelsea beat Spurs earlier in the season? I think they did. They did. 2 1. Own goal, Bashawai, and Alonso scored two. Mm. Also, and Spurs have been playing all together
0: in England side. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Ali's not been picked, Pete. As you mentioned <laughs> oh, earlier. yeah, good yeah. point. Well, we, we spoke about Harry Kane a, a little while ago and saying, actually, we're not sure how much Spurs will miss him, but their win percentage under Pochettino with him is 59%, whereas it's 39% without, which is quite a big drop-off, as I think you mentioned on, the, on that show, Luke. So that's another thing that certainly goes in Chelsea's favour. Could, could well the, be a draw, screams draw to me. And Arsenal will be cheering for Spurs, right? Well, no. Yeah, you will. Yeah, of course no. they are. No, we're not. Yes, you are, because... Doesn't it, happen. Well, <laughs> be the bigger well, man, well, Jim. Yeah, be no. the... Oh, what is
1: it, ageist? <laughs> <laughs> Spurs
3: is.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, well, I think Arsenal secretly will want Spurs to beat Chelsea as they could at least be closer to salvaging a Europa League place Mm. this season. Presumably they don't go on to win the Europa League this year. Uh, Wenger said in a recent interview that if the results aren't good enough, which they're not um then he'll take the consequences but feels that the older he gets the criticism he receives is more about age discrimination i think more than ageism it's
0: it's, it's just criticism isn't it it's just <laughs> yeah. good old-fashioned criticism maybe even resultism can i go
1: for- <laughs> <laughs> this is resultism
3: can i go further than that jim and say actually i feel that from where i'm sitting he probably gets an easier ride than he would do because he's an old man now and I've said over and over again on this show, a lot of the abuse he gets is distasteful. And part of the reason it's distasteful is because he's an older man, he should be treated as an elder statesman of the game because he undoubtedly is that. I think if he was a Mourinho-type character, a bit younger and a bit more brusque and a bit more sort of combative, mm. he'd get an endless amount of shit. Well, I think Loads it, more than he gets know, now. Right? He, think... he
1: gets a hell of a lot now. But I... I think
3: it would be worse. I'm just saying it would be worse. Yeah. In, the, in
1: the media, maybe. I think Mourinho often... I think that's irked Mourinho in the past when he said Wenger's a specialist in failure and all that mm. kind of stuff. And so I think y- y- your point might be right there. But uh, I-, I do like that kind of resultism. When Mourinho say this is performanceist," yeah. or something, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Is, if the performance <laughs> isn't brilliant. Uh, but yes, at, 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 so, towards the top of the table, there's, um, there's stuff going on there. But at the bottom of the table, this is, this is where the binness end mm. of the league gets very, very interesting. Bin-is. West Ham hosts Southampton. That is an enormous huge. fixture. Absolutely huge.
0: Especially given the context of, of what happened in the last game against Burnley. Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been good timing for West Ham that there's been such a long break between, between yeah. games because, yeah, it was. We all remember what happened. It was horrible and it was toxic. And Mark Noble's written an open letter to the fans just um, trying to try sort of regain some calm, so yeah, that's been great for them. But obviously, it's you know, it's still there could potentially be a bit of a powder keg atmosphere there.
3: Hopefully, there won't I, be I, any
1: fans of the Tunisia national team. I, well, yeah.
3: quite. I heard, I heard the uh, the letter started with, "It's time to renew your season ticket." Man. <laughs> 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 We've got plenty of room.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, while you're
3: here, <laughs> unprecedented views of the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> <Up and
0: presented, laughs> like you're not yeah. expecting to see any of the pitch yeah.
3: Yeah. up close and personal unprecedented in the way that no one's been
0: this far away from the pitch before <laughs> we've if you do the... insist on coming on we've got a track <laughs> that's yeah. why people yeah. do run on Yeah, have a good couple we, of weeks
2: this we've mirrored the ceiling so you can actually see the pitch fine. A, couple,
3: a couple of weeks ago I was very supportive of West Ham fans and how upset they are so as a penance for that I am taking the piss out of them
1: this week yeah. mm, it's only fine. fair yeah. it's yeah. the
3: circle of life but neither team are very good um, West Ham are what two points above Southampton
1: yep in West Ham in seventeen. It's, it's an
3: absolutely massive game in the context yeah. of relegation, so I wonder whether West... It's funny because both of these teams probably would prefer an away game. Mm. So Southampton have got an advantage in that, in that sense, which is a weird thing to say because you think well, you rely on your home form. Well, it's one
1: of the reasons I think Southampton are going to win the game.
0: Southampton have only won two away games this season now, and they're against West Brom and Crystal Palace, so it's teams from around that area. So, I don't know. But yeah, Southampton have been... But, G- but Jim have only won five all season. Well, yeah. So, so
3: my my point isn't necessarily results based. It's more a case of they found it on occasion very hard to score goals. It's been a difficult atmosphere down. there, I know because I've been down there. Uh, and West Ham, of course, problems speak for themselves. Mm. It, you can treat it as a bit of a, of, a, of a bit of a holiday, the same way Arsenal did in the Europa League with with Milan. So look, we'll we'll, we'll we'll wait and see. But I mean, I would I would think that West Ham will be under a huge amount of pressure despite the international break. And I agree with Jim. The international break came along at a very good time for them. People don't forget that quickly though. And Mm. if if it starts badly, you know what the fans are like down there. It's very, very tough.
1: But this is a great chance for for West Ham to go five points clear of 18th and move up a couple of places. Stoke away to Arsenal. Swansea at Old Trafford. Liverpool are at Crystal Palace. That yeah, seldom do you get a chance like this yeah. to really
3: the, put some kiss absolutely
1: right, and 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 so Moyes has got to really get them up for this one. But I just fear that Southampton may, may, may win this.
3: Well, West Ham are seventeen to ten to beat Southampton with bet three six five. So ten pound will return twenty seven pound, including stake. Should there be a home win?
1: Yeah, there you are, mm. and and also as well towards the bottom of the league, Newcastle are playing Huddersfield. Yeah, that's a big one as well. But... Yeah, so, so everybody, there's a lot of stuff going on down there. There tends to be a lot of narratives. More on that in a minute. Are you confident, Peter?
2: Um, yes. Well, okay. bugger me. Well, they're in big yeah. trouble then. <laughs> <Just talking> about...
1: <laughs> well, there we are. Well, let's go to our best bet with Bet365.
3: Liam Robertson was the first listener to suggest a bet of the week. And since Roddengate, we've been in poor form. Um, so he's answered the call and he approached me with an email saying the following. Like how Aragorn returned to save Gondor. (laughs) Like how The Undertaker returned to fight the evil Undertaker. And like how Bob Dylan cast off his electrical era to return back to folk. And Kevin Keegan returned to. No, scrap that line. <laughs>
0: uh, the
3: concern in the voices of the Ramble regarding the best better was like a bat signal to me, the man who has the dubious honour of starting it all. So it seems that it falls upon me to return to the fray to save the day. Yes, this may be a bit up my own ass. And yes, I may have handmade my own football Ramble superhero outfit, compete with shin pads, Was spent on them, but that's not the issue. The issue here is that I'm here to turn the tables of fortune for every best better and would be best better out there. So with that, drum roll. Newcastle to beat Huddersfield and both teams to score at 10-3 to 3. there it is ooh. good one ooh baby that's the odds not the time ah. as the winning goal goes in on the 93rd minute I won't be looking I'll just be walking silently into the sunset because <laughs> I knew it would happen I knew
1: that's, I like the cut of this guy's gym that's from
3: Liam Robertson Newcastle on, Liam. to beat Huddersfield with both teams to score is indeed 10-3 to 3. Love that. So nice. £50 on that will return £216.67, including stake, with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information, go to BeGamblerWare.org. Good luck, Liam, and God speed.
1: Damn right. Damn blooming right. Now, what has Luke asked the listeners this week? This week I asked them, who do you think is going to win the
3: Premier League and why? <laughs> In 2026, <laughs> Marcus. Oh, nice. There's a sting in the tail <laughs> there. Yeah. Um, and I've got loads of really funny answers. I'm going to end with one by Oliver Memories Bailey.
0: Obviously. Okay. Okay. Who was, are you going to start with? Sam Price. Predictions Bailey, yeah. really, in this case.
3: <laughs> Sam Price says, picture this, in a dystopian post-apocalyptic world. Hang on, it's in eight years' time. Well, apparently, could according to Sam, yeah. shit happens in 2020, don't ask. <laughs> uh, the FA is determined to remain the last pillar of civilization as we know it and cool. insists the Premier League continues involving the seven teams which have managed to keep enough players alive up until this point. <laughs> Exeter, Yeovil, Bournemouth, Sunderland, Newcastle, Forest Green, and of course Portsmouth. Taplow.
0: <laughs> Winnerish.
3: After the time where Derby ends with both teams literally eating each other in a bid for sustenance, the league goes down to a crucial title decider between Portsmouth and Yeovil after the Yeovil goalkeeper succumbs to the infection minutes before kick-off. The Portsmouth team capitalise on a resurgent Peter Crouch, brackets immune to the disease, heads in at the back post in the final minute of stoppage time, winning the game 3-2 and taking the title. He runs over to manager Steve Cotterall,
0: <laughs>
3: who emerges from his bunker with a grin on his face. His plan succeeded and his work here is done.
1: Bugger off, you start off with a Portsmouth win.
3: Michael Anderson, Newcastle United once Mike Ashley's five-year plan fully kicks in.
0: <laughs>
3: they'll be spewing in fireplaces across the northeast come the summer <laughs> and, and Oliver memories Bailey Exxon Mobile City to beat Petro China United
1: <laughs> Very good. by
3: three probability clouds to nil in Excellent. the 39th game playoff in Qatar's Stadio del Blatter <laughs> with some controversial decisions <laughs> by referee Cambridge Analytica
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> that is so sad. There that we is go. Yeah. At least we Check know. out
3: the Facebook page for another question of the week this time next week.
1: Very mm. good indeed. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the preview show sponsored by Bet365. It's been a pleasure. Club football is back. We'll be talking about it, of course, on Monday's pod. Say goodbye, Luke. Barry Grintles. That's the wrong one, Peter. I know. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye. Say goodbye, PT. Goodbye. Sort your fingers out, mate. I'm a robot man.
3: Go and let uh, Barry Crintle's in, mate. He's just yeah, he's just just at the door.